So we're talking about the creation of superhumans. And there are allegedly superhumans walking all around you today. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Everyone is Cancelled. I'm your host, Dylan Randall, and I have with me tonight my brother and co-host, John Morgan. Hello! Andrew, unfortunately, could not make it tonight, but we've got this fort locked down. Um, so for anybody who's a, who's a fan of Marvel or comic books or genetics in general, we have, an ex- we have a really interesting episode tonight. Yeah. Super, su- kind of. I, if you guys are a fan of Halo, there was something called the Spartan Program where they literally built superhumans. There is an underground movement going on right now in our country uh, of literal superhumans. There's there's some new pharmacology, some new these new substances that the media is really not covering. That they're not steroids; they are way more advanced than steroids. That are making people smarter, regenerate brain tissue, bone tissue, cartilage stronger, faster. Yeah, since you told me about this too, I I I don't know. Like I, my, my knowledge of, of, uh, bodybuilding and, uh, and muscle groups, um, most of it I learned from, you know, just from watching, um, Sylvester Stallone movies and Schwarzenegger movies. Um, so I have been smashing, uh, articles and stuff, trying to catch up on this stuff. And <laughs> there, there's a lot here a lot and you know it's it, they're the the term bodybuilders is kind of left behind this realm in this realm they, they're calling these people biohackers um yep. because these substances are not approved so uh we have a wild episode for you guys i think you will enjoy it uh if you like x-men uh superheroes this is the real deal this is beyond steroids in every facet this is incredible yeah I'm not sure the media wants it covered. It seems to not be very covered. Maybe the far, I understand that the pharmaceutical companies are trying to get a hold of this stuff to make money on it. Some of them are yeah. in phase one human trials. But when I the, the, the results are mind-blowing. We are entering a new anti-age uh, uh, phase in humans. This is evolution. It truly is. Uh, before we get into that... We have to say that we are not doctors, and any health changes you make in your lifestyle, always talk to your doctor. Do not listen to us. Anything said in these articles <laughs> is not human approved. None of these substances. Unless you're are, a rat. Unless you are a rat. This is these substances, from what I'm reading, are for testing in laboratory settings only by professional scientists, uh, not for human consumption. We are not advocating the use of this stuff. And it's important we say this so that we can keep this episode up. Uh, because we don't know what this is. This is just interesting. I don't know a whole lot about this stuff, but I've researched it heavily. But talk to your doctor before you do anything and understand that these are not approved for human use. Yeah, and understand that if you do talk to your doctor about it, he's going to tell you not not to take it. If you could even find it, because this stuff is for scientists right. and laboratories. Okay, um, <laughs> I mean, this is this is insane stuff. Uh, but first, 
and this has very much to do with our episode this week, we have to get into the cancellation of the week. And you know what we're canceling this week, John? No, I actually, I actually have no idea. It's not but us. I, I well, thank, oh, thank goodness. Not yet. Every week we're going to start. It's not us this time, guys. We're not canceled <laughs> yet. What is canceled this week is the ability to make our own decisions for our health. Yo. <laughs> According to the government, if you want to put something into your body, you have to get their permission first, even if it affects no one else other than yourself. Because apparently we have to pay a form of property tax through health insurance before we can make a decision what goes in our own bodies. And I've learned yeah, right. this thoroughly from researching this topic, because that's what we do, right? We research topics, kind of like journalists, but podcasters, and we find out what the, what the lowdown is. Much, further, much more than I thought previously, we really don't have control of our own health in a lot of ways. It appears. No, you really don't. And I, I've learned that firsthand in some aspects. Not saying everything's bad. The government has its use. The medical industry obviously has its use. But as far as like regulation and substances go, uh, even if it is shown to be good for you, <laughs> no, you you can go to jail yeah. if you make the wrong move there. Even if it has zero negative effect on anybody else, even yourself. Even yeah, if there's right. medical studies showing something is helpful. If you need more proof, the next time you're in a group setting, um, just tell them that you have found a plausible cure for COVID and it's herbal tea and see what happens. And those are just the people that, you know, you would dare to call friends. Uh, so, yeah, you, right. <laughs> you can do nothing. Very little without consequence, without your doctor's uh, approval, which, you know, I mean, and look at your insurance, your insurance require, in order for you to uh, actually see somebody who knows what they're talking about, you have to get a referral. I mean, it's just, the more you think about it, the more absurd it gets. Right. And doctors have their place. Obviously, they save lives every day. And of course, talk to your doctor before you make any health decisions. But when I'm talking about me personally, myself, if I want to put something in my body, there's a lot of regulations I have to read through in the government and the internet. Is this even, am I, is it okay to take this? Is this legal? It's an over-the-counter supplement, but it doesn't mean it's legal from what I'm reading in these articles lately. You know, just because it's in your supplement shop doesn't mean that it's even allowed uh, or approved for human use. So it's, yeah. it's tricky waters. Imagine what you could find in Chinatown. Well, that's where a lot of these substances come from. China. 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 So, anyways, it it appears to be our choice is canceled this week. Anyways, getting into it, there there are four substances um, that are being researched right now in our country, um, primarily. And um, they have a, a lot of subclasses of substances. But what they do, once I found out what these were, I started researching them. And the more I researched, the more my mind was absolutely blown. I felt like I was reading a comic book from some of the of these studies, these human trials, some of the trials on monkeys and rats, um, and then anecdotal reports on some of these forums for what people are calling the gray market. 
uh, biohackers getting a hold of this stuff somehow, using it on themselves, getting blood tests, getting body scans, and the results I'm seeing are just profound. I feel like I'm reading a fictional book set in place Mm. 100 years from now. And there is four things that these uh, drugs, these research chemicals fall into. SARMs is the first one. And a SARM is a selective androgen receptor modulator. You can think of it as the grandchild of anabolic steroids, the stuff that you saw in Rocky that Drago was injecting when he was in Russia, that stuff. Well, a SARM has many subclasses, and it selectively targets your bone, tendon, ligament, and muscle tissues without negatively affecting so much the prostate and the heart and things that steroids uh, have been known to really mess up. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, too, because I I was – oh, don't you do that – Come scrolling through this article right now in, in Men's Health, they have one that, that talks about it. If you aren't looking it up, um, just search uh, SARMs Men's Health. It should pop up. It was um, came out last year, uh, February of last year. So, and they they um, they kind of talk about the difference between steroids and SARMs. Um, they equate it, you know, steroids being a blunt tool, like. If you were, if you wanted to take down a wall, you would use a sledgehammer. Um, but if you wanted to, if you wanted, you know, to re- just replace an outlet, you know, you would use, you know, a, a reciprocating blade like a Dremel or a, an oscillating tool, and you could just cut cut that out instead. And that's kind of what a SARM does. Instead of just, you know, smashing your your muscles uh, as a whole and, and leading to side effects, the prostate issues, the hair loss, the acne, the really bad attitude. Um, SARMs are, are kind of like uh, um, they uh, select tissue, like spe- very specific tissue, um, like, like muscle, uh, without setting off the same chain of events. Um, but there's there has got to be a much more detailed like that's the best i can do for it that might be good but i'd be willing to bet you could make a better illustration i think that's how you did a great job illustrating it um that's exactly what they do and of course everything comes with the range of side dose dependent side effects are obviously possible with a lot of these sarms but the interesting thing about some of these star sarms uh specifically osterine otherwise known as mk2866 is turning out to be extremely restorative for tendons and ligaments, which previously before these, uh, you needed surgery to fix that. Tendons and ligaments did not read. So let's say, let's take a uh, rotator cuff for the shoulder, like the supraspinatus, for for example, right? Mm -hmm. Stay with me here. Um, It's a very tender ligament section. Once it detaches, like the pitchers in baseball, it doesn't reattach like a muscle or an injury. 50% 50% tear stays 50% tear. They're finding, allegedly, possibly, that these SARMs can help literally reattach and improve the health of tendons and ligaments specifically, which steroids were not known for doing and are not documented to do. In fact, they've been known to make it worse, Right. which is a difference from the steroids. So coming from a healing perspective, they're looking at the elderly, 
in a far, in a pharmaceutical setting. Maybe the elderly uh, gets a hip fracture at 60 years old. If it's a woman, you give they are looking at the possibility allegedly of giving her uh, ostrine, which is not like steroids. She's not going to get virilization like the deeper voice or the facial hair growth. Whereas testosterone injectable testosterone, I believe, has a one to one ratio of androgenic to anabolic ratio. So that means for every anabolic effect you get, meaning building muscle, you get an androgenic effect of equal. So like facial hair growth in a dose dependent Mm. manner. Whereas Osterine, I believe, is like hundreds of times more anabolic than androgenic in ratio, which is just insane. When you think about that, it's insane. So women can take it if they needed to, allegedly. And then there's more powerful SARMs like LGD-4033, RAD-140, and all of them have clinical trial, phase one human clinical trials, as far as I'm seeing. And they use hip fracture patients and the elderly, and even elderly people are handling these dosages extremely well. They're not getting a lot of uh, liver toxicity or organ failure like steroids might give, and they're gaining an incredible amount of lean body muscle mass, basically doing nothing because they're recovering from a hip fracture, as far as I know. Yeah, I was uh, reading about where, you know, where SARMs came from, right? Like, and, and the cool thing is they were created completely by accident. I mean, this, this actually is a great Marvel backstory. I mean, it was, you know, there's this, this uh, Professor James Dalton. So you got Dr. Jimmy D. He was, you know, trying to come up with a cure for prostate cancer. Um, and he identified this molecule, um, Andrin. Um, which was the first SARM, and it didn't do anything for the cancer, but it did a lot uh, for muscle growth. Um, so, you know, over the course of a uh, few years, he refined that into the ostrin, which, you know, which is what you were talking about. And what he saw um, in like a 12-week course on elderly people was a 15% improvement in stair climb power. Um but it, it failed to produce results in uh, in cancer trials, so they they killed the program. Um, and since then, um, you know, these black market uh, laboratories have been working these SARMs um, and refining them to you know like to really target very specific muscle groups, um, very specific um, you know tissues. Um, you know, the, the ligaments and, and um, all the connecting tissue um, to, to get some really potent effects. And so far, I mean, what you're talking about is like a, a start, the Star Trek uh, hypo spray. The guy walks in, he's like, oh, I broke my arm. And, you know, Bones is like, oh, hold still. He's like, oh, thanks, Doc. I feel much better. This is the stuff that this is this is that stuff. You know, this is the obvious. I mean, it's like ground floor. It's the beginning stages of that technology, it appears. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Which steroids were not, which is what makes it so interesting. Yeah. You know, steroids built muscle but deteriorated tendons and ligaments. But the fact that this can build tissue that previously you needed surgery for, possibly negating surgery, allegedly, it's just, it blows my mind. Yeah. What? 
Like what? What are the side effects of this stuff? It could be so. From what I'm reading, the side effects can be the same, but to a lesser degree, of steroids. So let's say you get, uh, let's say you get Ostrine, the the least powerful, the most tolerant uh, SARM they have. They say. What it does is it takes up the androgen receptors in your body that your normal testosterone usually occupies. Okay, so it tells your body you're getting testosterone when you're not. It's sending your own testosterone to do something called aromatization, which turns into estrogen. So if you take way too much osterine, like way more than anybody ever should, hypothetically, if you get enough spillover from your own testosterone not having anywhere to go, it could over-aromatize into estrogen and give you, in the worst-case scenario, gyno, man boobs. Um, you could get um, – some people report dry mouth. Some people report headaches. Um, these are usually with heavy doses, and it's been hard for me to find some of these side effects the, the most known side effects is testosterone suppression because your body thinks that you're getting testosterone. Um, it, it shuts down its own process of building testosterone temporarily while you're taking the supplement if you're taking it in a high enough dose. Of course, this is a dose-dependent manner, but if you're taking a low dose, your body is still going to produce its own testosterone, um, albeit at a lower rate, but if you're taking it for 12 weeks for a hip fracture, your testosterone mm-hmm. might go in half, produce half the amount. You get off of it, it shoots right back up from what I'm seeing in clinical studies, I believe, uh, allegedly. So it's like steroids, but much less side effects. Uh, the gyno thing is extremely rare from what I'm reading. Very, very few case, cases, and it's from these bodybuilders who get a hold of it and are trying to get yoked and they take way too high of a dosage at which point right. you also might worry about organ damage temporarily from what i've read they go back to normal levels in these cases i've read a case study where somebody took too much lgd 4033 and they had some uh liver problems uh, but then they got off of it and they were able to bring it back to normal level this was a bodybuilder guy not a scientist so i mean you can abuse anything but when you look at the the, uh, the when you look at the therapeutic uses and therapeutic dosages it seems to be well tolerated the side effects seem to be uh nil allegedly hmm. yeah i was looking at some uh some anic- some anecdotal accounts um you know the 37 year old personal trainer started taking uh ostrine um, and it made him really anxious, um, to the point where he was like, I'm going to get off it. But before he did, he looked for some online for some advice. And a lot of the stuff was, you know, it was just, just, uh, people telling him to, uh, to man up, you know, um, to just kind of stick it out. Um, uh, but he, uh, he opted for his mental health. Um, and then, uh, this last guy, um, and this is important too, because uh, this guy, this was just a, just, you know, just a gym rat, um, and uh, he ordered some uh, some Ostrin, and it would appear that he instead got some anabolics, and um, you know, and shrunk his manhood to the point where, you know, he's on testosterone now for, you know, probably the rest of his life. Um, but so just be. Just be careful, you know, I mean, it's 
because I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about regulation now. I mean, it, regulation it has its upsides and downsides. I would say, you know, one of the upsides is it tends to chase out those dishonest people who are looking to dupe somebody, you know, and uh, the flip side of that is, and I hit people with this question all the time, you know, when, when the government, especially if you want, like, it, it covers anything and all things, like uh, um, healthcare to homeschooling to, um, you know, firearm regulation or anything else, you name it. Name, name one institution, name one program or one commodity that is regulated by the federal government that they haven't ruined. I'll wait. It's a good question. That's my point. And and so when when you think about regulating this stuff, um, what you're going to get is whatever they decide to give you. And and you know, big pharma has this in their pocket right now because if they can't make because like when we were talking about um, Professor Dalton, you know, they canceled his stuff because it wasn't performing for cancer, even though it was performing for something else. Um, if they can't make money on it, they're not going to research it, and they're certainly not going to um, promote it. So what you end up with is. You know, these black market laboratories, um, especially ones in China, because there's no ethics regulatory committees over there. Uh, and they, you know, they will just dish out whatever. And you end up with, you know, the, you know, wooden toys from China that are covered in lead paint. This stuff has proven to be really good at fixing, maybe less good at... Um, you know, bulking somebody who's already healthy. That seems. I don't know if that. I don't know if that's true, but based on what I'm reading, that seems to be the tendency. Like, if if you have an injury, it will. It it will do. Like, it'll be. It's a miracle worker. And of course, talk to your doctor, and don't break the law. Yeah. If uh, if you're healthy, then that seems to be when. You know, people have these anecdotal issues, and anecdotal just means like a, it's a you know a, a one-off story. So, an an anecdote would be one person's account, which mm. doesn't prove anything. There's no right. There's no correlation or causation in, in anecdotal um, evidence, but but you know it's one person's experience, so it does hold that weight. You know. You know, it's. I'm glad you bring up these points. Um, a couple things there. Uh, for somebody who's shut down, unless there's something inherently wrong with you, but usually beforehand, um, unless you castrate yourself, even if <laughs> you do something like Trenbolone, which is the most powerful steroid ever made of all time because it was designed for cattle to beef them up. It's what they uh, relate to ro- roid rage, people taking Trenbolone in the 90s, getting huge. Um, even if you somebody took, from what I'm reading, allegedly took Trenbolone, once you get off of it, it might take a year, it might take a month, depends on who you are. Your testosterone will come back on its own, from what, what I've read. Um, 
But if you jump on testosterone injections too early, a lot of doctors aren't allegedly up to date on these SARMs. So they see you with low testosterone, they might want to put you on your own testosterone synthetically before you even have a chance to recover, which will keep your own creation of testosterone down. Any synthetic replacement of testosterone will stop you producing your own. Um, But as long as you're healthy, from what I'm reading, allegedly, you will always come back and produce your own no matter what you took. Now, Austrian is another note you made is that he got anxiety. This is a classic example of everyone getting different reactions. The majority of people who take Austrian actually report a huge amount of well-being, being happier. Wow. In fact, this is very widely reported. Uh, as far as putting on muscle mass, uh, I've looked at some of these forums anecdotally. Even a healthy bodybuilder. Healthy bodybuilders are using it to certainly, from what I'm reading, allegedly uh, take them way past their genetic limits. Meaning is your limit without taking PEDs, which stands for performance enhancing drugs. These guys, from the pictures I'm seeing, are getting improved vascularity, muscle fullness, muscle hardness, uh, increased PRs, which is a personal record for their lifts. They're turning into the Hulk. They're getting huge. And they're doing this without a lot of the side effects of, not all, but without a lot of the side effects of steroids, allegedly. Um, Especially Mm. the stronger ones, such as LGD4033, RAD140, S23, Some of these stronger ones are out of this world. In fact, they found (laughs) that milligram for milligram, LGD4033 is much, allegedly, stronger than pure testosterone, which is basically the first steroid ever made. Yeah, I'm looking at one now called uh, TB500, Mm. and it says something that I think is really interesting, and this is why... I'm probably going to say this eight times in this episode, but you have to do your own research um, because if you were to search, I'm trying to find it now, I've been like cruising this article. It is uh, the article is by uh, uh, Jay Campbell. So if you search Jay Campbell, you probably find this article on TB500. And what he found was that if he searched. Uh, TB500 in medical journals um, and, and that kind of documentation, uh, it came up with nothing, like very little. But if he searched thymosin beta 4, uh, he got 900 articles on this stuff. Uh, TB500 looks like one of these, uh, it's like a, opt- I would call it an optimization therapy. Um, that is out of this world. Like <laughs> I'm reading what it does, and this is mind-boggling. Um, a stronger immune system, uh, immunity booster. Um, it is good for fixing eye damage, um, uh, the cornea of your eye. Um, with things like the side effects include head rush, uh, fatigue, nausea, headache, skin irritation, um, energy crash, but like those side effects, those side effects are minuscule compared to some of the side effects on on the big pharma drugs that are coming out. And they're like, hey, may cause uh, thoughts of suicide. It's like, <laughs> which happens to anybody over anything. 
uh, yeah, from what right. I've seen. And everything we're saying in this episode, just to get out of the way, it's not fact. It's alleged. It's what right. our what we're reading. We're not your doctors. Don't break the law. I don't know who Jay Campbell is, you know? So yeah. Just... Don't break the law and listen to your doctor. That's for the rest of this episode. So everything we're saying is part of a just this little thing we're doing that's a podcast, that's a piece of art. Yeah. Um, and so just to jump in here, because I think we've covered SARMs. We only have so much time here. John is jumping into the next topic, which people use synergistically with SARMs sometimes. And these are called peptides. Mm. Peptides are, and TB500 is a peptide. Yeah, so I was just going to ask you, because like, uh, Ostrin is 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 different than this. And this is talking about at least the few that um, you sent me to look at. Um, are peptides and they're naturally occurring and i was going to be like dude what what is what is this so tb500 is the synthetic version created in a lab of what thymosin beta-4 is found in very small amounts in our body Uh, it is a peptide and a peptide is a short chain of amino acids amino acids make up proteins is what creates life it is what tissue is made of now they found amino acids are a language when you put them in certain orders, they may have they make they create different responses in the body. So sci- chemists started making different orders of amino acids, and they came up with something that replicated thymosin beta four called TB five hundred. And this TB five hundred increases strength through muscle growth, improves endurance, speeds up the healing process for wounds, reducing acute and chronic pain and or inflammation, increases flexibility, increases hair growth, can regenerate eye tissue. Uh, Thymocins were discovered in the mid-1960s when Alan Goldstein, uh, the laboratory of Abraham White at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine in New York, studied the role of the thymus in development of the vertebrae immune system. He founded a company that created uh, Thymocin Alpha-1 for the purpose of increasing immune cell activity. What's interesting, if you want an example of what this can do, uh, this, there's, there's a very, uh, let me find this story. 1974, when a young girl became the first person to receive injections of thymosin because she was diagnosed without a functioning thymus gland. She needed, okay, that's a big deal. Um, allegedly, TB500 helped her literally regenerate her thymus gland. That is just, that's just out of this world. That's just, that's just comic book stuff. Yeah. Anti-inflammatory effects in uh, alcohol-induced liver injury uh, and rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, It's also been known to protect heart tissue uh, during uh, myocardial infarctions and heart attacks for the past few years. Um, This is a huge drug. And and one of the reasons why I, I know this is legit because it's that you will not find a single thread of this in the mainstream media. That's why I know it's good. Right. Uh, it's been used extensively for racehorses. So there's something there's something there. Um, it's a research chemical. <laughs> now this works synergistically, they say anecdotally and allegedly with BPC157, which is also a peptide. BPC157 it, it regenerates, so allegedly it regenerates tendons, ligaments, brain health. Um, it can help you recover from alcohol. It can re- help regenerate teeth, bone. 
uh, in vitro laboratory test tube studies and anecdotally. Allegedly, it helps tendon to bone healing, uh, tendon to ligament healing. Uh, it counters the damaging effects of NSAIDs like ibuprofen or Advil, helping the lining of the stomach because they find small amounts of BPC-157 naturally in the human stomach lining. So it helps in higher doses to really regenerate that stomach lining, maybe helping leaky gut syndrome. Uh, it mm. repairs the damage from inflammatory bowel disease, allegedly. Reverses system, systemic corticosteroid-impaired muscle healing. It can accelerate bone healing. And allegedly, people who use this anecdotally say that it, it works extremely synergistically with TB500. Now, you get these people who are using TB500, BPC157, and Ostrine all together. Oh, my goodness. All together. with They're reporting little side effects and just incredible healing of their ligaments and tendons and bones and their vision getting better. So those are peptides, which brings us to our fourth category of the night, which is something called MK677, otherwise known as ibutamorin, which is a growth hormone secretagogue. Now, we've all heard of HGH. A lot of us have human growth hormone. A lot of the Hollywood mm. people allegedly take it to be younger. But the problem with that is it's exogenous, meaning you inject a synthetic version into your body, like synthetic testosterone. And what did we learn earlier? We learned earlier that it shuts your natural production down. Same with human growth hormone. The interesting thing about this new MK677, which is a research chemical, but it's been through human studies, is it helps your body produce pulses of your own human growth hormone, turning into IGF-1, insulin-like growth factor 1, which grows your tendons, which regenerates your ligaments, which regenerates your eyes. It's what kid, uh, children are flooded with when they grow. Mm. It's what helps them heal so fast from injuries. It's what grows everything. Have you guys heard of Andre the Giant or some Robert Wadlow, the 8'11 man in the 50s who was the tallest man to ever live? They had pituitary issues where they, their body would not stop producing this stuff. So they grew and grew and grew and grew. And too much of something is never a good thing. It could be cancerous. But in the right. right amounts, it's shown to regenerate basically everything in the body allegedly. We're not saying it doesn't have side effects. We don't know. It's experimental. It could turn you into a sponge. We don't know what it does. <laughs> but anecdotally and from the, the research so far, uh, I believe they gave it to a lot of elderly people. It, um, it seemed to be tolerated somewhat well, allegedly. Yeah, it also prevents uh, muscle wasting and in, uh, increases bone density. Incredible stuff. Really. Improves sleep quality. Faster recovery, fat loss, muscle fullness, better skin. What's an, what is a, a nootropic So effect? a nootropic effect is BPC-157 would be considered a nootropic. Something that helps you have more mental clarity. Something that is said to help you think faster. To, be, to, to feel better, to have more mental energy. A lot of people allegedly use BPC-157, which is a peptide, uh, to, to perform better at work or to do better with the highly um, intensive tasks mentally. And a nootropic is a class of drugs that allegedly help you think better, help you become smarter, have more mental energy. 
Yeah, right on. Uh, this says that uh, they tried using, um, they tried using it to, to fight Alzheimer's, uh, but there was, there there was in ineff- there were some studies that made showing that it was ineffective at, at fighting Alzheimer's, mm. um, but um, users still claim that it has uh, nootropic effects. So what it might be is that it boosts cognition by improving sleep quality and increasing um, some other chemicals. But the clinical testing still hasn't been completed to prove it one way or the other. So, I mean, these are things, these are things, you know, write these things down and just keep an eye on them um, so that you'll, you know, just, just watch them. You're going to have to, we're going to have to, you're going to have to look to find uh, testing on this. Media is not going to tell you how this stuff progresses. You're going to have to search it out yourself. Studies, so I'm reading here, studies have shown that taking 10 milligrams versus 50 milligrams per day of MK677 doesn't have a significant difference on growth hormone, but it does have a significant increase on IGF-1, which human growth hormone turns into IGF-1, and they're finding that IGF-1, insulin-like growth factor 1, is what makes the body grow. Or if you're already, your growth plates are closed, it helps your tendons, ligaments, stomach lining, heal, etc., allegedly um now imagine hypothetically you got these guys on these crazy forums not saying it's not dangerous i have no idea they take mk677 bpc157 tb500 osterine all together at the same time (laughs) be like a molotov in your muscle groups and it's been reported that these things work better synergistically than on their own. So in that case, one plus one doesn't equal two. In a way, one plus one equals three, if that makes sense. Just mm. with two of those, that is being reported. What what we should probably do is start injecting all four of these into spiders and then letting <laughs> the spiders bite us. There you go, See, Spider-Man. It sounds like a comic book. Uh, the reports I'm seeing anecdotally, it just feels like I'm reading a comic book. The things, I'm, the pictures I'm seeing. Of course, I've read some very nasty side effects. People are getting messed up from this stuff too. Anything can be yeah. abused. Water can be abused. But from the people who seem to be doing uh, these things without side effects or very little from what I'm reading on their posts, I don't know. Maybe they're lying. Who knows? But they seem to be getting superhuman, super physio- physiological effects way beyond the human limit. People with injuries saying that they're they're being healed. Um, injuries that possibly would have required surgery before. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But from their reports, people are getting massive healing, massive um, speed and recovery and muscle enhancement. Uh, they say that their moods are improved. They feel smarter. They think with more mental clarity. So we're not talking about steroids anymore that give you an enlarged prostate. It messes with your liver. It weakens your tendons and ligaments. It, you know, and it just crudely makes your muscles larger. We're talking about compounds that allegedly make you smarter, make you faster, make you healthier in some ways, 
make mm. you stronger, make you think quicker, and and just have an overall uh, cocktail of effects that make you a human being that is surpassing his genetic limit. Uh, if that's not the beginning of a sort of mutant evolution, I, I don't know what is. It, it's extremely fascinating. Yeah, it really is. This one uh, about Ibutamorin. Um, I, I um, yes, MK677. Uh, yes. Yeah, it, um, it says that, I mean, here's a, one aspect of, you know, they're still trying to figure this thing out. It says cancer patients should avoid this uh, because it may feed the growth of tumors. Certainly. So it's just going to make, you know, it's just a, it's a growth hormone. So, you know, it's going to, it doesn't really matter what it is. Um, you know, it's, it's very basic, you know, it's not like, it, like a steroid, which is, you know, just a, an umbrella on your muscles to make them grow with, you know, a variety of side effects. This is a very simple, very precise growth hormone uh, that that doesn't care what it's growing. It'll just grow whatever is there. Right. Which they've known about human growth hormone, which can be medically prescribed, as far as I right. know. Uh, yeah. For people who have dwarfism as children, perhaps. I believe they prescribe it for that. Um, and they've known this. If you have a tumor, you do not give somebody HGH because it can make it grow. Same thing with MK677. Sort of the same mechanism. So that is a huge thing to look out for. And a good point. And these things, they have a lot of risks. We don't, here's the thing. Everything we've talked about, and I know I've stated this before, is a research chemical. Some of them are being researched. Some of them are past research, and they decided not to use them for various reasons. And there's a yeah. lot more SARMs out there than we've covered. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, personally, I, I would strongly recommend not taking any of these for any reason right now. Like I just, I just wouldn't. Um, but I'll leave that up to you. Talk to your doctor. Um, but uh, talk to your doctor. Don't break the law. It would be unless you know how many people listening are have licenses to get this stuff and use it in a research chemical lab, and even then they're not using it on themselves. So to use it on yourself, that <laughs> it definitely is out of the question. Don't do it. Just don't do yeah. it. If you could even find the stuff, which just don't do it. Um, yeah. But what we're documenting is just how interesting this is. Very interesting. This is like, you know, this is this is groundbreaking. And there, you know, there needs to be some people out there who are willing to take some risks to figure this stuff out. Well, that's what phase one human clinical trials are for, right? People who volunteer yeah. for these things under a safe setting, under a doctor's supervision. Uh, I do think we live in a system that doesn't, like you made a very excellent statement. I like the way you put it, John, of S4. It found it didn't treat the cancer, which is unfortunate, but if it has an effect on muscle and it's shown to have less side effects than a drugs that are approved, is it really even, should it even morally be in the government's hands at that point to tell people not to take it? Right. Like, I th it would be nice to live in a world where it's like, hey, we've studied this. We regulate it just in the fact that we could tell you this is what this is. Like if it says S4, it's S4 and nothing else is in it. And that's all they regulate, per se. Um, let's say that. But after that, 
if somebody wants to take it, the information is there. They can read up on it. They know the risks, but they are allowed to take it. It would That's sort of a libertarian view, perhaps. I think it would be nice to have a little bit more control of our bodies. Let's say mm. somebody is in surgery over and over and over, and they just have lost mobility of their shoulders, and they're depressed, and they don't know where to go because the doctor says they can't do more surgeries, hypothetically. Wouldn't it be nice, hypothetically, if they could try some of these research chemicals, if they're, right. if, if they're just at the end of the road, and if they know the side effects and they know the risks, if it's their own body and they're not going to harm somebody else, they're not going to break a law, Right. it would seem they should have the right to be able to do that. Yeah, one of the big problems that, um, you know, governments, both state and federal, and, and their agencies, and you know, come across is, you know, people will take this stuff, and then when it works out poorly for them, nobody wants to have the personal accountability or responsibility to say, hey, I did this to myself, there's nobody to blame but me. No, they, they go, they find a lawyer, and then they sue the FDA, or they sue... You know, the government for telling them not to take it. It's like the lady at McDonald's who ordered a hot coffee and she spilled it on herself and she burned herself and she sued him for selling her a hot coffee. And it's like. She's just a complete failure of the system at that point. They, you know, they, they won't, you know, they, they, the government is so cynical against, (laughs) against the population because the population is lawsuit happy. Uh and you can't have no. that if you want a free society, no. which a lot of people no. want. We, you know, whether you want to take, and if even if you aren't accountable, laws need to be put in place. Like, hey, the information was out there. You knew what smoking cigarettes. It's like cigarettes. Nobody's right. going to sue anybody for getting lung cancer for cigarettes. It should be the same way across the board. You know Agreed. the risks. It's legal. It's documented. Do it at your own risk. If you want to try to sue for this, we're not going to take the case. Simple as that. Um, and then you let the other 99.999% of people hypothetically uh, possibly enjoy the benefits of it, right? Um, yeah. I mean, if this can heal, so if this can prevent somebody from having to go into surgery, uh, which it looks like it's getting beyond that. It looks like this is the, the beginning stages of human evolution, the next stage. We have taken evolution into our own hands at a certain point where we don't wait a million years or 100,000 years. Right. Uh, we wait four weeks and our shoulders are stronger and healed and we don't need surgery anymore, allegedly and possibly. Yeah. Uh, and it's important to remember, too, that these are, a lot, you know, these are peptides and uh, and hormones and, uh, you know, the basic building blocks of human life. So, you know, a way, the, you know, DNA is made up of proteins and proteins are made up of amino acids that are connected by peptide bonds and so you know you're working on on a on a very small scale with this stuff and it's not like you know it's not like amino acids will will bond i mean they have two ends right but they won't you can't put two amino acids together and expect them to do something it takes you know the right amino acid on the right end with the right amino acid with the right end on that one, with the right peptide bond to get it to do anything. And then you need to string out like 150,000 of those to make a protein. And then so many proteins, you know, to make, to do something else. Um, So, you know, what you're looking at is a super small scale, you know, 
like just surgical on uh, not even a cellular. It's like smaller than a cellular level that that they're you know this stuff works on. And the flip side of this too is um, you know while this stuff is looking at the the you know peptide bonds between amino acids and proteins, uh, there's also and we'll probably we might do a show on this later. I'm sure we will because it's going to come up like th- again soon. I think um, is CRISPR. You know about CRISPR? Yes, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, me too. Because it nobody's talking about it. They just know that they have it. And, and I think it'd be worthwhile to do a show in the future to really discuss it. But but uh, in a nutshell, uh, CRISPR is a virus that can cut out pieces of your DNA and fit in new pieces. And so if you start combining, you know, these, uh, these SARMs with, with CRISPR, I mean, you are basically going to be able to create whatever you want. And you have biohackers already with these at-home kicks, kits. Yep. From what I've read, they're messing with their own genes already. They are the pioneers in some ways. Um, Changing their genes. This is very new, and I'm glad you brought this up. So we're talking mm. about the creation of superhumans, and there are allegedly superhumans walking all around you today that has surpassed the genetic limitations of their ancestors. They think faster. They may be smarter, stronger, physically faster, okay? More resilient. Wolverine, I have seen people literally relating some of these peptides and uh, chemicals to having Wolverine-like healing effects. And if you don't know who Wolverine mm. is, he's a Marvel character who heals almost in- instantaneously. Right. The, the rate at which people are healing, even injuries that would not heal on their own no matter how much time was given, especially when I'm reading that some of these guys inject, because the peptides you got to inject, I'm reading, um, they inject it to intramuscularly or subcutaneously subcutaneously meaning in the fat above on the skin intramuscularly obviously into the muscle and they put these peptides into localized points specifically bpc157 where tb500 is shown to have more of a systemic effect bpc157 is i'm reading anecdotally that people injected into the site on injuries they've never been able to heal and in weeks it's healed and even when they're done, sometimes it comes back, sometimes it doesn't, then they do another round. And from the reports I'm reading, they inject it, it makes them heal. And unlike steroids, because of the cleansing, allegedly, it makes them healthier too, overall. They're coming out repaired and healthier. Hmm. Whereas in the 50s, they, I believe they prescribed Dianabol, which is a, it's not testosterone, it's a later stage, it's a heavy steroid that was made for burn victims to heal their skin. Right, um, but it came with heavy side effects. Whereas BPC one five seven helps heal you, and then you're allegedly people are healthier too because of it. They might see better. They're happier. It has an antidepressant effect. It helps regenerate tissues. So who knows where where we will be? But I see this as the father um, of truly unlocking a next stage of human evolution. And here's the thing. Uh, The medical industry makes a lot of pills that they mask pain, but they don't treat the issue, right? Allegedly, Uh, they like a painkiller. 
there's been this huge lawsuit against painkillers because they were giving people painkillers which don't heal tissues. Right. They're in their opioids, so they're super addictive. And they mask pain. And then guess what? The pharmaceutical industry makes a lot of money because you keep buying them. But what if there was something that instead, let's say you go into the doctors for a, a disc problem or uh, you know something that is bothering you, like a hurt shoulder. Back in the day, he might have given you a lifetime supply of opioids, which would could mess with your organs, give you liver failure even, make people addictive so they move to heroin, which is the case I've read sometimes, and it never heals the problem. What if he was given a 12-week cycle of these four compounds if they were approved by the FDA and it healed him and he didn't have pain because they were healed? Right. Yeah. It's not that he didn't have pain because, you know, there was, you know, a Band-Aid on, on the pain receptors. It was that it was actually healed. There was no pain because there was nothing because what was causing him pain is instead of treating the symptom, you're treating the cause. And if he's 50 or 60... On this stuff, from what I'm reading, allegedly he might feel better than he has in the past 30 years before the injury. I mean, yeah, he right. might feel like he's in his 20s again. These are hormones yeah, right. and peptides and secretagogues that we're talking about here, bringing possibly HGH and IG, or IGF-1 levels back to the levels they were when you were like 16 or 22. Yeah, this is, you know, and this is huge for burn victims. I mean, like huge. I'm, Huge, like returning your skin to its original uh, state. I mean, it could be. This is all alleged, but yes. I hear uh, allegedly there's a lot of burn victims in Vermont. Vermont. You feel the burn. Oh, no. Burn Sandy's. (laughs) I felt that one coming. In that case, they just give them all mittens. This has been fun, man. I, you know, John and I are Halo fans. We, uh, yeah, we we enjoyed a lot. And there's something in the game called. Well, John, I want you to throw this down. Throw throw down because uh, I because I think Halo lore is one of the most interesting pieces of lore of any book yeah. or movie or game. Well, to be honest, I I haven't read any of the books. All I know is the uh, the game lore. Okay. Um, well, that's good enough. It, yeah. The, so basically, uh, it was uh, Doctor Halsey, right? She made up this uh, this this treatment, this concoction, and she would select uh, soldiers who demonstrated, you know, peak performance, and then she would put them through this process, and they would come out, you know, you know bigger, stronger, uh, smarter, uh, quicker. Uh, with better vision, just all around, like superior soldiers, uh, and you know, the the in the later Halo games, you could really see it too because they started showing you pictures of Spartans next to people, especially in Reach. If uh, if you played Halo Reach, you could you know in the very beginning where uh, they're you know coming to the aid of some some colonists, you can see that the Spartans, you know, they're they're not. Um, you know, they're not disfigured. They're just bigger, and it's not—it's not that they're—it harms them in any way. Because you see a lot of people now who uh, have some form of, uh, you know, uh, gigantus, you know, malformity. They're not—they're not particularly uh, sleek. 
or uh, you know, or or uh, fluid. You know, they're kind of gangly and not necessarily no, proportionate. Yeah, these guys. You know, this is they're just bigger and better, um, just towering, just like super. They're superhumans, and uh, and that you know, and that's and then out of that, you, that's where you know Master Chief steps in, who is like you know, he's just that guy who went through the Spartan process and came out as, you know, one of the greatest Spartans ever. And some of these Spartans had side effects. Some of them didn't react to the treatment so well. But the ones that did had thicker bones, stronger, denser muscles, quicker reaction times, better healing. Yeah, healing properties. Yep. Everything I'm reading here sounds like some Spartan two phenomenon. Imagine mix. Imagine like mixing all of these compounds hypothetically with a right. training regimen. Right, and that was how they explained, you know, the uh, the the health bar that would you know regenerate regenerative health. Right, it's because he was actually healing. You know, it's like you could take some shots. You know, get you know the, the plasma blast would burn him, but he would heal. And that's if you could uh, even hit him because of the nootropic effect that they had on right. the experiments. They were so fast. They were faster than their genetic limits beforehand, so they yep. usually dodged things. I mean, they were just better than the genetic limits of humans. And it just reading these articles from an educational point of view, um, it just it was very reminiscent of this. Yeah, couple that with you know uh, personal shields, which uh, there is some they're they're brewing technology on that. We should probably do a uh, technology episode. I would love that. Yeah, I would love Look that. Some of the new tech out there. I saw a guy who made a lightsaber. He made a he made a lightsaber. It's legit, wow. like a like a plasma sword. It's amazing. Yeah, it's uh not. <laughs> we'll do the tech episode and I'll tell you about it. But it, it's not not quite what you think it is. <laughs> but it's still really cool. I think I've seen it. It's amazing. Yeah. So let's take a hypothetical scenario. Let's say you get somebody who's like special ops in the military, right? Just best of the best, just a genetic beast. And he's already been trained. You know, the best, the cream of the crop. What happens if you put him on all of these compounds, right? And he can ha- probably yeah. handle them because he's a genetic beast. Yeah, I mean. And it, then you put him through a training and, that's even above that. He's going to be able to wear armor that's a little bit heavier because he's stronger. He's going to be able to a little right. bit faster. He's going to be able to take harder training because he's going to have allegedly faster reaction times. What happens yep. if you put him on a three-month or six-month treatment of these things? What are you going to end up with? Like we're t- the, A lot of these results I'm seeing are on just normal gym rats, and they're turning into superhuman-looking people. Hypo- yeah. It looked from what I'm seeing educationally. What happens when you give this to just – like a real beast. What is the end result there? Well, that unfortunately China is taking the initiative on that over us right now. They are uh, trying to design a super soldier and uh, where the United States is kind of moving to towards a, uh, a personal, you know, a, a soldierless army. You know, with, with unmanned drones, uh, unmanned uh, planes, unmanned tanks. Uh, you got uh, Boston Dynamics uh, working on uh, 
you know, robot mules to carry all, you know, all this stuff, you know, uh, you know aids in the battlefield, that kind of thing. Uh, the Chinese have have gone the other direction and said, well, I don't want the robots are fine. I want some, I want a human, someone who can, you know, robots are robots and robot AI is all very fancy, but you will never find, you will never be able to create a mind that works faster, is able to uh, read a, a scene or an event and come up with a solution like a human being will because all of the things that that make humans human go into that decision process where ai is 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 very cold-hearted on the decisions that it makes it makes pragmatic decisions where humans make uh, much more complex decisions based on um, all available data so i'm really interested to see where the chinese take this uh, not because I think it'll benefit us in any way, shape, or form, uh, but um, it, it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out and if they're able to produce some kind of a super soldier. I've read that a lot of these compounds come from China. Uh, China. So they have access to all these things. It, would, it seems to me, you know, they've been into eugenics for a while, right? Yeah. Um, so it seems to me that they probably already, they might be using it already. Yeah, there's a good chance. And whether robots are better or worse than us, they are inherently different than us, meaning that their outcomes of decisions will be inherently different than ours. Some may be better, some may be worse. But to reach the complexity of the human mind, it's hard to grasp how we might go about that. That's the big discussion right now. Sort of like before we could fly airplanes, there were those that would say we would never do it. And there was those that did it. AI is a little bit more complicated than flying airplanes. There's a reason we haven't done it yet. And we honestly don't know if it's truly possible to create a human-like mind. It seems, if you ask me, my opinion, I, I don't see how it could be done. But then again, I'm not a scientist. I'm not some genius. So I, I don't know. Um, it's, it's something of science fiction. It's very interesting. But I think if the Chinese are going for a human super soldier... That's something we should worry about because as we're seeing now, that is reality. That's not something we're trying to do. There are nootropics and compounds now that make people allegedly surpass their human limits. And uh, man, what a comic book ride we're on right now, especially after this year. You know, it's just what a world we're living in. I feel like we're finally moving into the that next gen uh, step in civilization for better and for worse. Yeah, for sure. Do you have anything to add to that, brother? I think this has been a real fun episode. We definitely dove deep. I don't. You know, I, you know, I just want to say again too that uh we're really just touched the surface on this thing. Like I, I don't know anything about bodybuilding and if you saw me that would become abundantly clear. But um I also don't know anything about uh you know, biology at that level and, uh, and biochemistry and, and the relationships between the two. So what we covered is really just scratches the surface of what's, of what's out there. And if you're, if you're interested and curious, I say, go, go research it. And I'm, you know, along with that, I'm going to say, don't take this stuff because it's just, it's unproven. And I think that that should, that should be, that should be, 
the individual's choice. Uh, hypothetically, it should. I agree with that. It should be the individual's choice. I'm tired of the government telling me what I can and cannot do when I'm in pain. Right. You know, I've had shoulder surgeries. I've had two of them. I've had nine acres put in my shoulders total. I've had my wrist put back together with screws and a, a, a piece of metal stuck in my wrist through two incisions when I was hit by a car. I have a lot of pain. The government's not telling me what I can't can do about the pain. I've went to the doctor. They've said you're out of luck. I didn't want pain meds. It's not going to do anything. Right. Um, but I can tell you now that there's there's clinics now. Allegedly, there's clinics where doctors are prescribing some of these compounds. I should have mentioned this earlier. I believe um, I could be wrong about this. This is alleged. But from what I'm reading, there are doctors now pres- prescribing um, TB500. BPC-157, MK-677, and Osterine. All four of those allegedly are starting to be prescribed. I don't know for sure. Don't take my word at it. I am not a doctor. I am not the Mm. law. Don't break the law. Listen to your doctor. But I'm reading that some doctors are prescribing this, and there are some compounding pharmacies that are actually compounding this stuff in the USA. Wow. That's awesome. Which is a huge step in the right direction. I believe it should be free for everybody to use if the information is there. You know, if you know the risks, why not? Right. I mean, and, in hypothetical And you're going to take it in small doses too, like like small doses. I think the people who are having really adverse side effects are like, this is going to make me strong, so I'm just going to take triple the dose. In, insane dosages from what I've read, the people who have been right. negatively affected. Just insane, it, not in your right mind dosages, which is right. their fault. And the other thing to understand, too, is these are naturally occurring um, chemical bonds, right? Like uh, like MDMA, right? MDMA is a big thing right now in the, in the in pharma community. Um, without going, you know, down that rabbit hole. Uh, but MDMA is a naturally occurring chemical in your brain. Um, and, you know, there is some justification to, to using that. You just have to be careful of the dose, you know. Right. Take too much, and you know, you're gonna get some weird stuff. It's beautiful. I, I, I think the way you put it is, um, it shows the art of chemistry. I think you did yeah. a good job at that because it is an art in my mind. Uh, what these people are doing is beautiful because it uses these substances yeah. that were blessed to us. We we are blessed to have them in our bodies and they do these amazing healing processes like small amounts of BPC-157 naturally occurring in our stomachs. It helps the stomach lining keep from getting holes in it until we started introducing all these uh, crazy uh, preservative foods that just our body doesn't know what to do with. But, you know, we have these components in our body that we are left and free to discover. I think we are encouraged by nature to discover what they do, and I think this is the step in the right direction. I just think it should be free, uh, pending on the government approval, for people to use at their own discretion as long as it doesn't harm others and they know the risk for themselves. Because it's beautiful. It's like you said, it is naturally occurring, a lot of these things. Man, it's so cool. So cool. It really is. Like at the surface level, it's like, oh, that's kind of cool, but when when you absorb it, when you go to sleep at night and think about it, at least I do. Mm-hmm. I go to sleep at night. These are the things I think about. It blows my mind that this is not a movie I just watched. It's real life. And these there's numbers you could see from studies, you know, phase one human trials of the results. And it just, 
it's almost too much to comprehend when you can't see it in person. Right. So there it is for you guys, uh, superhumans walking amongst us in real life. 2021, baby. We're here. <laughs> John, thank you so much for doing this episode, bro. I know it was a lot. Uh, yeah, that's good, man. This is good stuff. It really is. I'd like to thank the viewers for keeping up with our show. We've had a lot of that's positive right. feedback. Yeah, I really love... Yeah, talk to us. Tell us what you uh, what you like, what you don't like, how we can make it better, more entertaining. Uh, mid topics you want to hear about, and uh, yeah, don't uh, don't be strangers. If you'd like to contact us, the best place to be would be on our Instagram. Everyone is canceled. One L, no spaces. We are also on Facebook. Everyone is canceled. You can message us there. Uh, follow us on our social media accounts. Give us a follow on Spotify or iTunes, whatever your choice is for audio podcasts and buy uh, all of our merch all of it it'll give us an excuse to have merch we would love that <laughs> you guys are awesome thank you for the positive feedback thank you for reaching out to us it surprises me just about every day uh yeah. i hope you guys have a great week and until next time that's right happy gaming take care Everyone's cancer. Everyone's cancer. Everyone's cancer.